We are about ready to go with the first and the second round of the 2023 Big Dance. Uh, here coming this weekend, eight different sites. Thursday and Friday, 32 games. And then this weekend, 16 more. And believe it or not, we'll be down to 16 teams by the time we get to Monday morning in this NCAA tournament. We're ready for the blur. We're ready for the mayhem, the madness. It is the nation's college basketball show, college basketball coast to coast. I am the somewhat capable, still somewhat rested host. Get back to me in a few days. TJ Reeves, it is good to be back with you, however you're finding us, wherever you're finding us on the show, whether it's the podcast form on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, College Basketball Coast to Coast, the TuneIn streaming channel, this show playing there as well. Uh, and even through the last word on sports, lastwordonsports.com, and, and you can find us through their website as well. Thank you. It's here. We cannot wait, uh, and we're going to have great content on this show and on this tune-in channel, College Basketball Coast to Coast, in the preview mode, the recap mode, all the way through the Final Four in Houston coming in a couple of weeks. But right now we're ready to talk all about it from Albany, New York, all the way out to Sacramento, California, and all the way back to Orlando, Florida, the sunshine state where I am, and everywhere else in between that the tournament is playing. I cannot do this alone. Let me enlist some help right away. Here, my buddy, uh, for the better part of about 25 years, I have known the name Vince Ferrara, and it's probably longer than that, my Tampa brother from another mother. Uh, he is hanging with me here as we get ready to get all of this underway. Vince has done a great job for years uh, with the FM sports radio station, the Sports Animal in Knoxville, Tennessee. Vince and the Knoxville media and Tennessee volunteer contingent have descended upon Orlando. Yeah, you want to come to Orlando on spring break. But you want to also come for the college basketball as Tennessee gets ready to play Louisiana, the Louisiana Ray John Cajons in the opening round of the NCAA tournament. I want to talk to Vince about that, about the SEC and everything else uh, that, that it may unfold here, especially for the SEC teams in the NCAA tournament. First of all, thank you for doing this. I know that you're busy. At the time I'm grabbing you, the Tennessee Volunteers have had workouts in the Amway Center in the Orlando Arena getting ready uh, to play this opening round game. And again, this is a pod that has Duke in it, that has Virginia, that has San Diego State, Oral Roberts, Charleston. Uh, I'm going to probably leave uh, somebody else out. I mentioned Furman. Louisiana and the Furman Paladins are all there. You've been around all of it. Vince, good to have you. Thank you for hanging for a few minutes with me uh, here to give me some insight and some perspective. How are things? Yeah, they're good. And by the way, you mentioned some of those schools, Charleston, Furman from Greenville, South Carolina. Josiah Jordan-James, one of Tennessee's leaders and best players, he's from Charleston, South Carolina. So uh, he was championing his uh, home city and home state today with uh, fielding questions about the state of South Carolina as this big group is here to see them in, uh, in Orlando. So very interesting. And uh, man, great to be here. Uh, a little bit cool, a little bit warmer than it is back in Knoxville for fans that are here. And they're yep. already orange, of course. And then uh, for me as well. But uh, yeah, we'll put it in the hard work to watch some hoops. And can't wait to see you tomorrow, sir. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that as I'm looking forward to being in the Orlando uh, regional. All right. So let's pick up on the team that you're most familiar with. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. A lot of people are looking at this Tennessee team and saying damaged goods and limped down the stretch of the season. And now they play a Sunbelt champion in Louisiana. You've been around the volunteers the whole way, including them being beaten in Nashville early on in the SEC tournament. Give me a read give me a read on what you think and how dangerous louisiana is for this matchup in orlando on thursday night 
Well, I'll start with Tennessee, TJ. I, I do the pregame player interviews on the Vol Network there at all the home games. And then in Nashville, the SEC tournament was there to cover them. And we got locker room access in the SEC tournament afterwards. It, there wasn't it wasn't an over load of media there so you get a chance to to really talk to those guys much easier after a win than a loss of course and then there was locker room access today as well for about 30 minutes in addition to the barns and and uh, player press conference setting today so today i did a bunch of one-on-ones with those players and the, the biggest theme is trying to figure out how this team can play and be successful without injured starter zakai ziegler they have no one that is like him. He was so unique in his speed, in his energy, in his defending as a top 10 finalist for the defensive player of the year. Uh, everything he brought to the table as a talented small guard, but a, a talented guard. They have other ball handlers, but they have had breakdowns defensively. That He was by far their best driver to the basket and to the paint. So they haven't been as willing to do that. They're an inside-out team, and if you're not going inside and you're just feeding the post, they don't have a bunch of just natural scoring posts. They have one in Olivier Kumla. So this team admittedly is trying to figure out how to play without one of their best players that is out for the tournament. That was a big topic of conversation today, and it sounds like they feel like every player that I talk to feels like they have made a tremendous amount of progress since that loss to Missouri on Friday on how to best play and it's it's figuring out angles with new guys the guys that are at the point they are longer now they're taller and so the posts are adjusting to playing with different guards out there also the execution at the end of games and being able to read screens and and get them in the right positions on the floor for critical possessions that's been a, a, another letdown for them keeping uh, opposing players in front of them that get past them and drive into the basket. So this Tennessee team, yes, you can put the term damaged goods on them, but they were inconsistent prior to Ziegler going out for the season. The thing is, is they had a, they had a very high ceiling based on the ones and two seeds in this tournament that they already beat in the Kansases and the Texas and, and those kind of teams in Alabama. Now I don't think their ceiling is as high but they still have enough good players to where they can win some in the tournament. They are confident that they fixed their issues. And so that's the big thing for them is they're not as good, but they still can be better than maybe what they've shown. We'll see what, what kind of Tennessee team we'll see. Now to your other question is what about the Louisiana mm-hmm. raging Cajuns have a terrific player in Jordan Brown, 19.4 points per game, almost nine boards per game. He was a McDonald's All-American. He started out in Nevada with Eric Musselman, Arkansas's current coach. Then he left there and went to Arizona, then transferred to Louisiana, and that's where he is right now. He's the problem. And Tennessee's had some scoring bigs that have given them some issues this year. So how are they going to defend him? Olivier Kamwa, who is one of the four bigs that Tennessee plays, was talking about Hey, we have to keep him away from his left hand. We know he wants to catch with his left hand, so we got to make him catch with his off hand. And then he has a plan when they feed the post, so they have to be ready. They have to push his catches out some. 
can Tennessee be successful? Tell you what, with four bigs, they got a lot of fouls to work with. But guess what Jordan Brown does? He draws a lot of fouls. He's drawn more than double the highest free throw total for any Tennessee players, Julian Phillips. And Brown is more than double the free throw attempts that he has. So Tennessee doesn't get to the lane enough. They do, and they play through him to make everything else work, play downhill, play fast tempo. It will be a challenge. They're higher scoring. Tennessee's got to keep them sub-70. It's got to be based on defense. And the Raging Cajuns, 14th in the country in field goal percentage at 48 and change percent. They shoot efficient from three, not a high volume. Uh, they, they got some good guards in addition to Jordan Brown. Uh, so uh, they lost the best team they played was Texas and they got housed by the Longhorns, Tennessee beat Texas. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what kind of adjustment to the moment, to the competition that will be for Louisiana. But, um, you know, it, it, if Tennessee is not good and they're not hitting shots and they're, they haven't made progress in replacing Zakai Ziegler, this will be a nervous game for them at Amway and the threat of them being that upset pick in the tournament, which I've heard a decent amount of analysts go with. Yeah, there's a lot of people looking at Louisiana for this, and obviously Tennessee comes out of a much more powerful conference. Who makes shots? You kind of alluded to that. That'll be another important part of this. And Rick Barnes obviously has a tremendous amount of experience, although not the best March record, that's for sure. Let's 25 see, and 26. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's see what happens. You got to get there a bunch, though, to play that many games. Uh, 26 well. tournaments. Yeah. Yes, you got to get there a bunch <laughs> as well. Uh, uh, so interesting that you've seen, obviously, the other teams in the league, including recently. You mentioned the upset of Alabama. All right, so so much is being made of Alabama. They win the regular season title. They go ahead and win the conference tournament title, second one in three years. Vince will be the first one to point out that in Tampa last year, Tennessee won the championship game over Alabama head-to-head. -head. All right, so Alabama, home away from home in Birmingham. A lot of people are pointing to that second round, and if it's West Virginia in particular, we don't know. Maybe it's Maryland. We don't know. How far, just a quick comment from you, how far do you believe Alabama controversy and all with Brandon Miller can go in this tournament. Cause you've seen him up close. Quick thought from you all the way. And I was not so sure going into Nashville in the SEC tournament, they had not played well since that news came out. Uh, they have a very young team with three freshmen starters and more on that team. I, I think it took them a while to figure it out, to get past it. Not, not that it's going away, but to be able to compartmentalize and play well to their standards like they were prior to that. they I, I was wondering whether they needed a one-and-done so they had an even longer period of time to figure things out and reset. They didn't need it. They had that reset before the tournament, and they showed what they can be. They looked terrific almost the entire SEC tournament. And so... If that sustains, then yeah, they they deserve to be the number one overall, and they can win win the whole thing. Here's why people are pointing to West Virginia, because West Virginia is so physical, and they'll muck it up. And here's the kicker: if the officiating is called uh, called loosely, and they let them play. That's to a team that does that to you and grinds you out, tries to slow you down. Like West Virginia, 
like Tennessee did. Mm-hmm. Tennessee is as physical a team in the country as there is in the country. Nate Oates, that's what he was talking about in the post game afterwards. He said we weren't prepared for their physicality. And now, if they met again, I bet they would have been more prepared because the times Alabama showed some toughness. But that's why people are saying West Virginia. West Virginia's tough. Tennessee was tough. Alabama wasn't ready for it. What if they get punched in the mouth again? How are they going to handle it? And then the the other thing that can kind of rise up at times for Alabama is getting two, three happy. There's been stretches where the shots don't fall, but when they play right, play inside out, and and let other guys uh, score, then they can overcome not shooting a great percentage from three. But when they're just shooting threes and they're not playing downhill inside out, then that's when they can get into trouble. I'll tell you one other thing real quick on Alabama. I was in the tunnels going back out to the media seating there at Bridgestone Arena, and I was coming in the tunnel, and there Alabama was going into the locker room at the end of the half, so they made me kind of stand off to the side in the tunnel while they were coming through. I got a firsthand look at how big and long those guys are. Mm-hmm. My goodness. They are tall. They are long. They look like an NBA team, and that's all over the floor. They bring that size, so that that was noteworthy that they're they look even longer in person uh they did in nashville the conversation continues again in a moment but first let's tell you about our friends at ticket smarter and the ticket smarter mobile app if you are looking to go to any of those NCAA tournament sites this weekend, whether that's all the way up in Albany, New York, all the way out to Sacramento, California, or anywhere in between from Birmingham to Columbus, Ohio, to Des Moines, Iowa, to Orlando, Florida, any of those locations, think about using Ticket Smarter to get into those March Madness games. And the reason you want to do that is they've got a 100% guarantee on customer service satisfaction and your purchase and the most competitive prices on the secondary market as well. Just find Ticket Smarter, the Ticket Smarter mobile app, and we're going to make it worth your while as well. Take $10 off your order with our promo code HOOPS23. That's HOOPS23 for $10 off your order, and you can use this as many times as you want with Ticket Smarter and the mobile app. Again, you've got great customer service, you've got a 100% guarantee, the most competitive prices on the secondary ticket market for all these great games, the mayhem of March and the madness, not just here, but the Sweet 16 Elite 8 round that's coming, Final Four in Houston, remember Ticket Smarter and the Ticket Smarter mobile app. We want you to think smarter, ticket smarter, and take $10 off with our promo code HOOPS23. Love the great insight of Vince Ferrara. Find him at Vince Sports on Twitter. He's with me on College Basketball Coast to Coast as we're previewing a little bit, not just of Tennessee. He covers the Volunteers, part of the Vol Network on 99.1, the Sports Animal in Knoxville and the Vol Network all over the South, mainly the state of Tennessee, East Tennessee, et cetera. Uh, But Vince also giving me some great insight on the SEC, and I'm only going to keep him for a few more moments here uh, because I know he is busy uh, and, and trying to get uh, some rest and get ready to cover all this. And we got we got 32 games Thursday and Friday that we got to keep up with and yep. keep track of. Uh, uh, real quick, Auburn, very interesting in that same pod, different bracket. Auburn is there. If Auburn gets by a tough Iowa three-point shooting machine, they likely they have the Houston Cougars. And that's a home away from home situation as well for Auburn. I know yeah. Kelvin Sampson, the Houston coach, is mad about that. Give me a quick take. The NCAA selection committee did no favors to Houston by putting Auburn in Birmingham against them. 
Uh, just a quick thought on, on all you've seen Auburn this year too. And you've seen them at the sec tournament, a quick thought on that possibility this weekend. Well, I also think the NCAA tournament did Houston a favor by putting them in the Midwest instead of Kansas, who I think probably deserved it more than Houston. So therefore then that regional would be Kansas in Kansas city, as opposed to Houston. So uh, it, it, it works out, but you're right. Eight seeds typically don't have those home court advantage unless it's Duke. I mean, let's be honest. Duke, <laughs> Duke, Duke could be an 11 seed, and they're never an 11 seed. But they'd find a way to play, like within 50 miles. That's that's the way it works. But I, look, as long as Bruce Pearl is coaching a team in the tournament, they're a threat. They are not anywhere close to as talented as other Bruce Pearl teams are. But man, sometimes those are the ones that he figures out how to win some games. When they had their final four run a couple of years ago, nobody saw that coming. Not not that great of a run. Uh, he's a terrific coach, and especially when people haven't seen what they do, his game planning, uh, his ability to call plays in the moment, which not everybody does. Tennessee is more of a motion offense. I wish they would call more design plays to get guys some looks as opposed to hoping that the offense runs smoothly uh so and i personally think houston is the most vulnerable one seed i know they defend i know their metrics are great they're top 25 uh you know adjusted efficiency in both offense and defense but man I, who knows on sasser and and even if he does play they they to me scare me with some of their offensive droughts that they can have even though they defend and that reminds me a little bit of tennessee not to the same degree but um, yeah, I, I would I, I would pick Houston to win that game, but man, that that is definitely a threat. Uh, Auburn is in that second round if they get there. All right, before I, I let you get out of here again, you've been watching this league down the stretch of the season, and we've got other teams. Uh, I know on Thursday, Missouri uh, and Utah State, a fascinating game that is all the way out west in Sacramento, California, and an early body clock start, especially for the Western teams, 10.40 a.m. Pacific on yeah. Thursday, 1.40 Eastern time. That's an interesting game. You've got Texas A&M, I believe, under-seeded, should have been higher than a seven-seed, my opinion. Yep playing against Penn State, who had the great run at the Big Ten tournament in Chicago. And I'm probably leaving somebody else out. Give me something else. Uh, are you more intrigued by by what Mizzou looks like against Utah State that early out in California by, by Texas A&M and the matchup with Penn State? Is there, an, is there another one that I'm leaving out here that you're more intrigued by uh, for this weekend, or is that pretty well covered? What else? What else? Anything I, I think, else? I think you pretty well covered it. I'll, I'll quick hit them all. Texas A&M, I agree with you 100%. Should have gotten better than a seventh seed. Here's your reward for getting punished <laughs> is you get a, another team that was in their conference tournament champion, tournament championship game in Penn State. That's a difficult 7-10 matchup. Oh, by the way, you win that game, then you get two-seed Texas staring <laughs> at you because you weren't given a good enough uh, seeding. Uh, Missouri, I've seen them in person. I've seen them play two of their better games all year. <laughs> Thompson Bowling Arena with made 18 threes against the time at the time, the number one defense in the country. And then they rolled off seven in the second half to get to 10 three pointers and win against Tennessee again uh, in the SEC tournament. So they're a high upside team. Kobe Brown is the second best player in the SEC, in my opinion, after Brandon Miller. And then the team that I think can get closer to their preseason expectations 
is Arkansas. Kansas better be careful. If it's Arkansas looking at mm. them in the second round, man, with Nick Smith, the way he's back and the way he's playing, Ricky Council is above the rim dunk machine. They got a ton of athletes. Eric Musselman's already done it with Arkansas, with a less talented Arkansas team. Now, I've been critical of them because I think they look disinterested at times defensively, and I think they freelance. Like, they're the complete opposite of Rick Barnes and the, uh, the team concept. Like, they freelance and do their own thing offensively and defensively at times. So they have their their issues, but, man, if they put it together and they're motivated and that's what the tournament's about, they got a lot to work with to make it very difficult for teams. So that that's a, another one that I, I would look for. Yeah, Arkansas obviously got to get by Illinois. You know that, and that's what you're saying in the 8-9 yep. game to have Kansas in the way. And, oh, by the way, I didn't mention Kentucky. Kentucky yeah. beat Tennessee twice. You saw them firsthand in Knoxville earlier in the year. But Kentucky bounced by Vanderbilt last weekend. I don't know what we're getting. They've got Shebway underneath. They've got inconsistent guard play. And Providence is tough in that 6-11 game. That will be fascinating also. Quick take on that, and then I'm going to get you out of here. Yeah, two teams that have underperformed with preseason expectations, kind of like what we talked about with Arkansas. Identical records for those guys. And, you know, Providence has has ability, but they, they were playing much better earlier in the year than they are now. I, again, I've seen Kentucky play perhaps their two best games <laughs> in – home and home with Tennessee. Uh, but outside of Tennessee, it's not as impressive. And like, they've been banged up down the stretch also. So I honestly, in this tournament, I don't have a ton of confidence in Kentucky, but man, things can, things can open up with, for them there in Greensboro, because I'm not, I'm not big on Kansas state either. So it works. This is the way it always happens in the bracket, right? You have teams, preconceived notions of who you like and you don't in your bracket. And the teams you like always end up being bunched together. Teams you don't like, they end up being together. And then you're like, all right, I don't like any of these teams to advance. I got to pick somebody. And then one other quick thing, you mentioned the the West Coast teams playing at 140 at 1040. How about, how about Mountain and Pacific time zone teams playing early and basically local in the morning? And then you have all these Eastern time teams playing almost the next day right at like 11 p.m on their body yeah, clock tennessee is playing at not tipping allegedly at 9 40 and a&m like they're central but i mean some of these tip times just don't make any sense but i know why it's tv first that's right where where you're watching from is secondary yeah pay, pay the bills pay the bills with the tv and tv dictates uh, where they're playing there's no doubt about that so again great sec insight from vince ferrara again vince sports on twitter i love his insight from 99.1 the sports animal the over-the-air station in knoxville part of the balls radio uh, broadcast as well he is geared up for thursday night as we release this preview edition of college basketball coast to coast from orlando tennessee and louisiana will be in action i look forward to seeing you in person in orlando as i'm based here in tampa bay i look forward to you hanging around for the weekend that means the balls have gotten an opening round win and it's probably yep. duke hello uh for the next uh matchup that's coming in orlando on the weekend on saturday let's see what happens there vince i always love it thank you for the insight my friend and uh we will be keeping up with tennessee and all the sec teams i thank you for uh the knowledge and the preview mode here i thank you for the knowledge and the friendship and the professionalism, TJ Reeves. I will get some rest because I got to be ready for you because you bring you bring the heat. So I'll be fun. 
And we get ready for all the action Thursday and Friday. It's getting underway, obviously, at four different sites Thursday, four more on Friday. That reminds me that one of our sponsors here as part of College Basketball Coast to Coast is our friends at Ticket Smarter and the Ticket Smarter mobile app. If you're looking to get in on the secondary market with your tickets, do it with Ticket Smarter. And we've even got a promo code that'll get you $10 off your order, Hoops23. You want to use Ticket Smarter because they're – uh, policies, their procedures, their their algorithm are the most competitive prices. Your 100% satisfaction guaranteed on your purchase. It's protected. You want to use Ticket Smarter. And again, uh, for those different reasons I listed, not the not the least of which is the competitive pricing that's there. Hoops 23 will get you $10 off your order as many times as you want to use it, whether it's this weekend, next weekend, Final Four. Use that promo code Hoops 23 for our offer. You want to think smarter when trying to buy those secondary tickets for the NCAA tournament, think ticket smarter. And we get ready for eight early matchups and then eight matchups on a Thursday night. Again, West Virginia, Maryland is the first game of the onslaught on Thursday. That one coming in the, uh, the region in Birmingham with the winner to more than likely 99.9% get the Alabama Crimson tie that we were just talking about with Vince Ferrara. But also on the afternoon games, Furman, Virginia, that we've been talking about in Orlando, Utah State, Missouri in Sacramento, and Howard and Kansas in Des Moines. Uh, then later on in the afternoon, Alabama and Corpus Christi will play, followed by Charleston, San Diego State. A lot of people liking that upset possibly in Orlando with Charleston as a 12 seed that had a 31-win season winning the a conference tournament. Uh, Princeton and Arizona are playing in Sacramento at one local time, four Eastern time, Arizona, the Pac-12 tournament champs. Illinois and Arkansas doing battle in Des Moines in the afternoon. Then in the early evening, it is an 8-9 game with Auburn and Iowa. A lot of eyes on Auburn. How many fans will they have in the night session in Birmingham, a little over an hour away from their campus as a nine seed against Iowa? Oral Roberts and Duke. Duke rolling in the ACC tournament. But again, Max Acemas, the outstanding shooting guard for Oral Roberts. Can he do some damage? Can he keep ORU in the game? That game in Orlando in the south. Uh, actually, the East Regional, even though the game in Orlando. Uh, Colgate and Texas. Colgate has had a, a good season, including uh, a couple of quality out-of-conference wins, but Texas has been so good, and they're the Big 12 tournament champs as well in the two seeds. That game coming up in Des Moines, Iowa, just after uh, six local time, seven Eastern time. Boise State and Northwestern will play in Sacramento, 4.30 Pacific time, 7.30 Eastern time, and a 7.10 matchup. Uh, that one uh, coming in the West Regional. Uh, Houston, the one seed back in Birmingham at 9.20 uh, Eastern time. 8.20 local time in Birmingham will play Northern Kentucky. And I got to see the NKU Norse win the Horizon League Championship. Will Haskett and I called that game on uh, tune in nationally for the Horizon League win. Will Northern Kentucky be able to hang in? No Marcus Sasser, it looks like, for Houston, at least in the first game with the groin injury. They might be best advised to rest him for another 48 hours because you probably aren't going to need him in this game. You likely will need him in the 8-9 winner, especially if it's Auburn in the next game. Uh, we've been talking with Vince Ferrara about Tennessee. What are their chances against Louisiana? That is a 9:40 Eastern time game out of Orlando and the East Regional uh, for that one with the volunteers limping in. And then things will finish up on Thursday night with Penn State, Texas A&M uh, playing in Des Moines. That's a 7-10 game for the Midwest bracket. 
Texas a and I, I believe, again, underseeded big time. Should not have been a seven seed. Should have been higher, six seed, maybe even a five seed. Penn State with the run all the way to the championship game of the Big Ten tournament before they lost to Purdue. Will that continue for the Nittany Lions in this head-to-head matchup? And then a game just after 10 Eastern, after 7 Pacific time, in Sacramento is UCLA and UNC Asheville. UCLA, obviously, has been one of the top teams in the West for the past three years under Mick Cronin, Final Four team two years ago, got to the Sweet 16 last year before losing, uh, and now they will play UNC Asheville. I saw the Big South champs. Jason Powers and I did the game of UNC Asheville's championship game win over uh, Campbell um, and beating them with Drew Pember, the player of the year, the seven-footer. Uh, Asheville, a decided 18-point underdog in this game. Can they hang in against the two-seed? That's the last of the 16 games on Thursday. So that whole barrage unfolding. Let's see what happens with all these different matchups. And one thing is for sure, we've got 16 more coming on Friday as well. We'll be back with a fresh show for Friday here on College Basketball Coast to Coast. For now, thanks to Vince Ferrara. Again, of 99.1 FM, the Sports Animal, the Sports Station in Knoxville, and the Tennessee Vols radio broadcast for giving us great insight on Tennessee and the rest of the SEC. Let's see what happens, folks, with all these different games and matchups. Get ready for the upsets. Get ready for double-digit seeds to start creating mayhem as soon as today. You better have picked some upsets in your bracket, else look out. And I I say again, you're probably going to lose one number one seed by the end of this weekend. You might even lose a couple of them. It's been that crazy of a year. Do, Do not doubt for a second that if you have a low number like one or two in front of your name that you don't have a target on you and you may be going down this weekend. It all starts with the Thursday action at the four different sites in Orlando and Des Moines, uh, Birmingham, and Sacramento that will be taking place. So again, for now, we are good. We get ready for all this stuff to happen in the 2023 Big Dance. Uh, We will come back, recap some of Thursday, preview Friday on a Friday edition of College Basketball Coast to Coast. For now, we are good. Thank you for finding us, however you did so, uh, through a social media link. Subscribe or follow on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. If you found us through TuneIn and the streaming channel as well on uh, College Basketball Coast to Coast, the channel, this show will be there. Preview mode, recap mode of the NCAA tournament on TuneIn as well. And also the last word on sports, lastwordonsports.com slash podcast. We thank Uh, Everybody associated with the last word on sports for helping promote us as well. The madness is upon us. Let's get after it with 16 games on Thursday. I've enjoyed bringing it to you. I'm TJ Reeves. Thank you for being with us on College Basketball Coast to Coast.